for the fifth round of the Rumbelows League Cup. Assisting me with the draw are Jimmy Greaves, who will draw the home team, and Donald Trump, who will draw the away team. Hey, I told you, didn't I? I told you. I told don't you. know how you managed it. Donald, you? very you pleased to meet you, nice sir. Nice meeting you. Well done, Donald. Thank you. This is some pad you've got here, isn't it? No, it's pretty good. I hope you enjoy it. Trump oh, Tower, I like it. This is beautiful. I'll tell you, well, I haven't seen a ballroom like this since I was in Doug Ellis's. <laughs> 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 Carry on. Yeah. Carry on with the draw. Hello and welcome back to Blue Velvet Bag, the strangest titled football manager podcast out there. This is episode one of series two. So thank you very much if you uh, came along for the journey on series one. And obviously if you've just stumbled across us, then the aforementioned series is eight episodes long, around 20 minutes an episode. And that will set the scene of who we are, where we are and why we are doing what we are doing. However, if you were around and struggled through with us in our time in Belarus, then you will know that we finished up on the 5th of December 2020, having kept FC Gorodea in the top flight of Belarusian football. It went to the wire. Um, We had seven games of the regular season left when we took charge. We managed to scramble together enough points to finish third from bottom, which qualified us for the relegation playoff. The first leg we lost 1-0. Um, away from home, which wasn't the ideal start. In the second leg, we were trailing again 1-0, which meant it was 2-0 on aggregate. We had 20 minutes of the game remaining. We somehow scored two goals in that time uh, and took the tie to extra time, um, which we were the better team in. To be honest, we were the better team in all 180 minutes. We were robbed away from home. um, And it did feel like we were going to get FM'd, but... In extra time, uh, we stepped up and we ended up winning um, 4-1 on the night and 4-2 on aggregate to keep our status as a top flight side. So that was on the 5th of December. Um, And when we left, I mentioned that I had a quick look at the available jobs market. Um, From all the leagues we had loaded, there were 36 jobs available. Um, There were some big ones. I would quite fancy Dynamo Minsk, Ludogrets, Aris Salonika in Greece. But when we checked our manager rating, it was still at 5%, which is basically, I think, what it is when you take your first job. So we had no chance of getting any of those jobs. And the jobs we might have had a outside chance of were in like the second tier in Slovakia, Slovenia, Czech Republic. And given that the Belarus League is 26th ranked in the world, I really didn't want to leave... Uh, Gorodea and for a second tier job somewhere unless it was a big club um, and that just wasn't available so after thinking about it we decided that seeing as we had another 12 months remaining on our contract we would stick it out at Gorodea and we would give them a year and see if we could improve on on, on basically on relegation fodder and see what we could do so that's that's the choice we've made when we're not leaving um, we're going to stick it out Obviously, the season here starts in April, um, which means the the majority of Europe will have uh, in the summer. There will be a lot of clubs looking for new managers. So who knows if we start well, then somebody could come and knock on our door around June, July time. But as it stands, we intend to have a full 12 months in Belarus. Number two. Peterborough United. Oh, well done, Jim. That's a good one for them. Please with that, Peterborough. Number one will play Middlesbrough. Oh, interesting. So once we decided we were staying in Corridaya, um, we had to start looking at the squad. 
Now, if you can remember, I mean, you'll not remember, why would you? But there was, out of a 25-man squad, they had 21 players out of contract. Um, included in that, actually, four loan players that were returning to their parent clubs. But the squad was going to be basically decimated at the end of December. I didn't want to basically have a car boot sale and try and sell a lot of players and bring a lot of players in. So we looked at the team. I was pretty happy with the defence, to be honest. I thought we defended quite well in those remaining seven games. So I didn't really want to see any of those guys go. So we offered new deals to basically all the defenders. We kept the majority of midfield. Um, and the two remaining strikers had a year left on their deal anyway. So after we've offered those contracts out, I think we ended up with about 15 first-team players. Uh, like I mentioned, we had loan players returning to their parent clubs, one of which was Sergei Arkhipov. Now, Arkhipov scored 11 goals in 28 games last year for Gorodea, but eight of those came under our stewardship, um, as it was. So we approached Tambov, his parent club, I mean, they're in Russia. I was kind of thinking they might give him a trial and not, but they, and not let him go. But they said, "Yep, yeah, absolutely fine." Instead of paying three hundred pound a week, though, you're going to have to pay four hundred pound a week, which is fine. Um, so we secured Arkhipov's signature for a further twelve months, and that I think is is the biggest bit of business that we'd done to that point. And that really gave me a bit of belief that we had somebody now who could build the side around. Apart from Arkhipov, we signed a Greek midfielder called Kostas. Panagiotoudis, um, who will now be called Kostas from future, he came from Chennai in Greece. Now there's a bit of a story here. I found him. He's a he's a central midfielder who can play DMC or AMC. He can play a, a, a lot of roles in the middle of the park. So he's a bit of a bit of a skeleton key type player. If if that's is, is skeleton key even a thing? Anyway, basically he he can do a lot of jobs. So I really wanted to bring him in. He's not amazing. He's got one attribute at 14 and the rest are 13 or below um, when we signed him I originally found him um, in the player search and he was already on loan at another club and it's not um, the takeover loan deal isn't something I've done before so we approached his parent club and said oh can we take his loan on we're a top flight team in Belarus and they said yeah absolutely fine no worries these are the terms absolutely fine yep 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 yep, yep. agreed to sign him he arrived on the Friday I think it's like December the 30th. Um, brilliant, we've got him in. I think uh, I thought we had him until the summer when his contract was up. Continued the game, it ticked over to the 1st of January. First message that comes up is that Costas's loan deal has ended and has returned to his parent club. Um, and I had misread the contract date and we'd taken over his loan deal for basically the last two days of it. Uh, but he didn't end there. We approached his parent club uh, and we said, look, is that a contract in the summer? So we offered him a deal. He agreed to join. Um, and then when he get that little button that says sign now, so I pressed that and he said 500 quid to, to basically take him six months early. So we paid the £500 and he joined permanently. So apart from Kostas and Arkhipov, um, we also made a few more signings. We brought in an American defender called Kwame watson Siribo. Uh, obviously, our in-game manager is American, Bob Cow, so I don't know if that's got something to do with why he wanted to come to us, but he's an experienced centre-half. He'd been jobbing around in Finland. Uh, his only other previous clubs were in the MLS. He's got some decent attributes, and he just offers a bit of cover um, to the defenders we've already got. Left wing was another position where we needed to strengthen because the two players who could who could play that role both left for new clubs at the end of December. We found Sergei Balanovic, who was a 33-year-old um, Belarusian international. He's actually got 33 caps for the national side. So he offers experience. He was on a free transfer. 
spoke to him, brought him in. Um, we brought in a young midfielder from Dynamo Minsk. This is just a loan deal called Mazarua Klemdinov. He's, he's basically a third or fourth choice midfielder, but we were struggling in the youth team and we're not paying any wages, so it just seemed like a no-brainer to bring him in. We actually lost both first-team goalkeepers at the end of December to new clubs, so we've had to sign two new keepers. Filip Drakovic joined from Bogazina, and a Czech Republic 19-year-old goalkeeper, Roko Runhe, joined for £600 from UNAC. So that was, as far as I was concerned, the squad was as good as I could get it. We made, I think, five signings or six signings, um, and obviously re-signed all the lads from last year. Going out the other way, we sold one player, a youth player called Tatarinovic, to FC Minsk. We lost a few players who would sign pre-contracts with other clubs, and we loaned out Rotislav Shavel to NFK Minsk um, for the season. He was a young striker who we gave a chance to last year. So with just three strikers in the squad, we turned our attention to find a fourth player to fill that role. Um, after a lot of searching, we found that Nicholas Bentner was actually out of contract and available on a free transfer. Now... I didn't think we had much chance of getting him. Spoke to him, offered him a contract. He would have been the highest paid player at the club on £600 a week. But even though, obviously, is a bit of a banter character in the world of football, he, he would have been probably our best player. So he accepted the contract. I thought he was going to join. And then at the last minute, Shakhtar Soligorsk, who also play in Belarus, swooped in and he decided to join them, which was a bit of a blow, but it happens. We returned back to the transfer market and found an old football manager legend in Artem Milevsky was out of contract. I think he's 37. Again, offered him a deal. Offered him £600 a week. Same deal as Bentner. He agreed to sign the contract. And then again, at the last minute, the same club, Shakhtar Soligos, came in, offered him a better deal and signed him. So two experienced strikers lost them both to the same club. So it's going to be interesting when we come up against them this year to see if they uh, score against us. But that means that we didn't find that fourth striker back into the market again. A lot of looking around. And we found a player called Dusan Bakic. Now he's a Montenegrin. He actually played last year on loan at um, Energetic BDU in our league. His record in Montenegro was terrible. Two goals in 35 games. But last year... He scored 11 goals in 21 starts in the league. So for, 20, for a 22-year-old, that's a, I think that's a really good return. His attributes aren't amazing, but sometimes on FM you find a player whose attributes aren't amazing, but they still deliver on the pitch. So he's now out of contract. We offered him a deal. He agreed to join. And I'm actually really excited because I think him and Arkipov could be a, could be a, a real partnership if given playing time moving forward. So that was our, he was our final signing. I think he took us to six signings for the window. But with Bakic and Arkipov up front, we've signed a left winger, like I said before, in Balanovic. We've strengthened the defence a little bit. And we've still got the midfielders from last year. So given that we are tipped to finish 14th of 16, I think we can aim higher than that. And I'm going to try and set the target for a, a top eight, top seven finish. Uh, but the, the main trouble is I'm not sure where we are in relation to the rest of the league. We only played seven league games last year. We never played Batia Borisov. We didn't play Dynamo Minsk. So there's a few. There's some of the big dogs we've not actually played. But that's what the season's for, so we'll get to that point uh, and we'll see how we can fare against those bigger sides. I'll draw the home teams, that's right, Correct. David, isn't it? Number four, Tottenham Hotspur. Okay. Number seven. We'll play Norwich City. Mm. 
So in-game date now is actually the 1st of April 2021. So that's four months since uh, the last episode of last series. And that's because there's a four-month break in um, Belarus because of the winter. We've had a, a big pre-season campaign. We've appointed a new assistant manager in Vitaly Kiriklo. His discipline is 17 and his fitness is 15. So I've, I've made him assistant manager. I'm kind of hoping he's a bit of a drill sergeant. Um, we had two solid weeks of fitness work before we even did anything with the ball this pre-season. Think of um, Rocky Four and training in the snow. Um, then we played eight games in quite short space of time against eight lesser sides. So we've won six games, drawn one and lost one. We've looked decent. We've, we've rotated the formations of 4-4-2, a 4 and basically I'm still not sure what's going to be our best formation moving forward, but I'm happy now that the squad is as good as it can be. Um, we didn't go back into the market and look for any more players, we haven't lost anybody else, so we're now on the eve of the start of the season, uh, and we're going to be playing Energetic BGU in our first game, um, and it's one that they're tipped to finish 13th, so they should be of a similar, similar level to us. And I've got that pre-season optimism um, where you've signed a few new players and, and you think that who knows what, what you could achieve. So let's get into that first game and we'll play that now. Okay. All right, number three. Swindon Town or Crystal Palace. Number eight. We'll play Nottingham Forest or Southampton. Oh, well, well. So here we are, game day, first match of the season. It is Saturday the 3rd of April 2021. We are at home to Energetic BGU. I mentioned previously we've tried a lot of different formations over pre-season. I was pretty sure I was going to start 4-4-2, but I've, I've bottled it a little bit because I'm just not sure how it will fare um, quality-wise. So I'm just going to start with a 4-1 Two two one, which is a flat back four, a DLP in defensive mode, just in front of the back four, two ball winning midfielders in the middle of the park, an AML, an AMR, and a striker up front, and that striker will be Arkipov starting on his own. So that's how we're going to line up. They're lining up um, three at the back, uh, two wing backs, a defensive midfielder, two centre midfielders, and then two strikers on their own up top. Um, so yeah, let's get on with it, shall we? So we'll just start the game. Voided on the pre-match presser and everything like that. Wearing green, and they're in bright orange. Think of Plymouth v Blackpool. Okay, so we are at the 30-minute mark, which is a big jump I know from kickoff. But we have yet to have a highlight. We have on extended um, highlights. We have had three attempts at goal. They have had zero attempts at goal. We are on 61% possession, so we are controlling the game, but we're not really creating anything. 36 minutes and we have our first highlight. Costas in the middle of the park brings it, plays it forward to Ivanov on the right wing. He turns around, runs back towards his own halfway line before playing it inside to Costas. He finds Ignantenko. Here's Zelensky. Fires it out wide to Ivanov. Can he get across? And he can. He's Arkipov. Tip round the post. Good move. Arkipov with the first real chance of the game and his header was tipped round the post. Wins as a corner. Now we were terrible at set pieces last year, so are we any better? No. Can't beat the first man. Brilliant. Okay, 38 minutes and we have a corner from our right hand side. Kost has to swing it in. Plays it out to the edge of the box to Zelinsky who shoots 
25 yards, but that's high, wide, and not very handsome. 41 minutes in the first highlight for Energetic. Soft Pal plays it out wide left to Ivanov. He plays it inside. They're about 40 yards out. A great ball out wide. Their left wing is unmarked. He gets a cross in, but we manage to clear. Only as far as the edge of the box to Suval, who chips it forward. We clear it again. Now Balanovic can bring it out on the left-hand side. He hits a hopeless ball, basically straight to the defence. We're giving the ball away a lot, I've noticed. Just like that, we've given it away again. And now Energetic on halfway, plate forward. Mozakayan for them on the, in the middle of the centre circle. Plays it forward to Lapun, to Ivanov, back to Lapun. Here's Spoyal, chips it forward. Ivanov for them, shoots and... <laughs> he does score, but the flag is up. So their first real attack of the game... And they actually scored, but lucky for us, the offside flag was up, and he is just offside. It's not a good sign. 45 minutes on the stroke of half-time. Energetic bring it forward. We clear it as far as Balanovic. He approaches the halfway line before turning around and giving it to the left-back, Bagley. He advances. Still going. Still going on the left-hand side. Level with the 18-yard box. Can he get across in? He can't. Even off. And that's a header at goal, but it's from the edge of the area and it's very powder puff. And that's the half-time whistle, so it's nil-nil at half-time. We have been the more dominant of the two sides without really creating anything of no. Arkhipov had a half-chance with a header that was saved. They've done nothing other than score an offside goal. So the possession's up near 60%, so, so we probably need to do a little bit more with the ball. Um, I'm going to up the um, ante a little bit to positive. And we're going to change it to work into the box. And just see if we can create some better chances. So we're at the hour mark now. Still nil-nil. We're going to change the formation. No, we're not going to change the formation. We're just going to change a couple of people. We're going to bring Baydock on the right instead of Ivanov, I think. Yeah. And we're just going to up it to attacking. Because again, they're not, they've, still, they've only had the one shot at goal in an hour now. Um, and we're on 13 attempts at goal, so I just think that we can we can risk be a little bit more risky. I know it's nil nil, but they don't seem to have um, any intention of trying to win the game. 65 minutes, long goal kick from Energetic BGU. Our left back just ran underneath the ball, and he has goes down the right hand side, plays it back to Lupin, who crosses it in. No, 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 and that's one nil to. Unbelievable. So that's their second highlight of the game. Their only shot on target. I'm just watching it back on the replay. Plays it back to the midfielder. It's a looping crop. Whoa. The keeper has come out, jumped in the air, but he must be 15 yards underneath the ball. The striker's just ran around the back and he's got an empty net tapping. Unbelievable. Right. Um... So we're changing to we change it to four four two. Um Bakic has come on. We've gone all out attack and we've taken off the work into box instruction. Seventy eight minutes, still one nil down. It's been all those to be honest. Um, left back Bagley brings it over halfway, plays it to Balanovic, he gets forward. Can he get a cross in? He can, but that's cleared. Final ball's been horrific today. 
and there bring the ball clear with Mawafu on the left. Soft pal back to Sokal. They're just playing with us a bit now. That's a looping ball forward. We win it. Clemmed enough plays it forward. Bakic gets there, breaks into the area. Bakic shoots. Saved by the keeper. Half chance, really, from the angle it was at, but keeper makes a save. 80 minutes. Bagley into Balanovic. Back to Zeski. Can he get across? And he can, but that's cleared by Energetic. Only as far as Ignatenko. But his shot is smashed into the defender and goes out for a throw in. 90 minute mark. Push one of the centre halves. We've now got three up front. Um, we've gone direct. We're just basically playing it up to target, man. Um, this is ridiculous. They've, they've not even tried to win this game of football. And as we tick over 90 minutes, they are very much like they're going to win this game. 93 minutes, we have a free kick down the left. Swings it in, the keeper punches it. Only as far as Zelensky. They clear the ball. And that is the full-time whistle. So we had 19 shots at goal to their two. They only had one attempt on target. We had 65% possession. They only attempted 200 passes in the whole game. Well, it's safe to say I'm a little bit crestfallen after that opening game. Um, there were 1,300 people there. They only brought 10 fans. And Dmitry Ivanov's 65th minute goal sees us lose the opening match of the season. Both fullbacks played well. To be honest, we played all right. Arkipov got 6.4. Makes me think he don't want to play up there on his own. <laughs> right, we're going to go away and we're going to think about this. Um, we'll probably change back to the 4-4-2 we tried in pre-season for the next game. There's another five games this month, I believe. I'll just check. There's another, yeah, there's another five games this month. Um, so I'm probably going to slowly work my way through the month. We will mess around with the tactics a bit, see if we can get something to work. I'm saying work a little bit better. We actually dominated the game, so I don't know. Maybe we'll stick with it. We'll see. Anyway, but um, as you can tell from my voice, that's uh, sucked the wind out of us a little bit there. But um, yeah, that's what it is. We've lost the opening game of the season. Um, thank you very much for listening. As ever, um, I've mentioned before, we have a, a Twitter account, which is at Blue Velvet Bag, um, where I post all the new episodes. And if you listen on iTunes, if you could just leave us a, a review, but not a review, just like I've mentioned before, just maybe your favourite football manager, championship manager player, and a little reason as to why. Um, thank you very much, and we'll catch you next time. Well, look, we've got something to give to you. Well, this you. actually is the Saint and Greavesy mug. Well, this is you. the most prestigious award in football in history, yeah. Yeah. and when you pour your hot coffee in it, it's got it's a funny old game. There, Sounds good see? to me. And Sounds we'd love you to me. have it. Thank you. Very Thank much. you very much indeed. President Bush or Frank Sinatra haven't got one of those. Very good. So I'll, I'll tell them. Indeed. That. That's have a good time. Thank, Thank you. you. Good luck. Good luck with the games. Thank you very much, sir.